I want to take a moment to thank the patrons of this show, like Mike and David. You are special, and all of us here at the New Kingdom Radio Theater are grateful. So please, consider becoming a patron, like David and Mike. Go to patreon.com slash Silas. And thank you all sincerely. emergency situation here. Pilots are radioing into the control tower. It's happening right now. Yes, I know. They're having trouble reading their cockpit instruments. But, sir, we have direct orders to ground all flights once this starts happening. That would be now. Control tower. I think I see a landmark now. Oh, God. We're flying too low. Oh, no. We can't pull up fast enough. Kingdom Radio Theater. Are you a fan of the rise of King Asylus? Do you find this epic story entertaining? Well, we've got some great merchandise for you. Hi, I'm Angelica. I'm from the podcast A Little Bit of Everything with Me. Go to tpublic.com slash user slash King Asylus and choose from an assortment of t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, stickers, and much more. The King of Silas storefront has something you'll love. Go to tpublic.com slash user slash King of Silas. That's t-e-e-public.com slash user slash King of Silas today.
bullshits fractured communications throughout the world. Electronic devices and satellites were of no use since the modern infrastructure was decimated during the bullshits. The subsequent solar flares and the bombardment of cosmic particles caused people to resort to using landlines, ham and CB radios. Information was also circulated using paper pamphlets, though much of the internet remained intact. But fewer and fewer people could access any reliable computers or smart devices. This, coupled with Kane Silas losing his greatest tool of multimedia platforms to intoxicate his subjects, caused the world to plunge into tribalism. Cities throughout the kingdom became more dangerous by the day as large areas became overrun by gangs and warlords. Some were able to control large areas, occupying states that formed alliances that vowed a war with King Silas to the death. Are you sure you want to leave the ranch? I know this wedding was something you had your heart set on, but you might want to consider waiting a little bit until, like, things are a little safer. Like, there, there's no telling what you might encounter out there. I'm sure we'll be fine once we get on the highway. We're heading up to the Northern California-Oregon territory border. I have some friends that live there. It's been a while since I've talked to them, but they'll be tickled pink to see me. Well, if you insist. But I have to warn you. I talked to a buddy of mine up in Oregon Territory on the ham radio last night. He told me there was, like, no police anywhere to be seen. And the roads, they might have been overtaken by gangs and who knows who. You best be careful, dude. I got a 12-gauge shotgun behind my seat if we encounter anyone looking for trouble. I really wish you would reconsider. We cannot thank y'all enough for the hospitality, Roger. Really. Everyone here at the ranch has been super great to us, but we have to find our wedding venue ASAP. We'll have to come back and visit y'all when this Armageddon stops. Hey, thanks again. Thank you for coming to New Eden on such short notice, Dr. Liverpool. I've asked you here to speak with the King directly about your findings. Is this really necessary? Don't be nervous, Doctor. The King simply likes to have his people around him 
when times are the most challenging. He knows about your warnings of the pole shift vent in your previous publications. Perhaps you can lend us some insight into how we can deal with the effects. No one could have possibly prepared for what we're facing, Lord Aura. The King clearly thinks too much of me if this is his reason for my being here. Come this way. Your Majesty, I present to you Dr. Liverpool. He's our point man for the pole shift event. Welcome, Dr. Liverpool. I hope you have some good news to report. I'm afraid I do not, sir. Well, what do you have to report? The latest readings of the Earth's electromagnetic field indicated several areas of instability, which fluctuates between 70 to 80 percent. This fluctuation of vulnerable areas means the disintegration of the soot layer in the atmosphere is patchy at best, which may actually be a good thing. How so? It means parts of the world will be protected from much of the cosmic particles. If not for the soot layer, the vast majority of the Earth would be scorched by the sun. And you think we should be grateful for such a thing? Rather than be burned alive, we should all starve to death? I need to know how we can undo these effects. The world is not supposed to end this way. Undo the effects? This is simply not possible. And we don't get to decide how the world will end, I'm afraid. <laughs> hmm. Is this why we should ignore harnessing the power of the Space Force wormhole just beyond the Earth's orbit? I beg your pardon, sir? Don't play stupid now, Dr. Liverpool. Tell me the rest of what you're thinking. How did you know I was thinking- Answer the King, Dr. Liverpool, and stop playing games. Okay, fine. You want to find a solution to this problem? I get it, but this is something I cannot do. And besides, it isn't my job to fix this problem. Your job is whatever I say it is. Enough with the mind games. Can the Earth's electromagnetic field be jump-started using a wormhole as its power source? If it can be, I am certainly not the right person to advise you on how this can be done. You're not the right person for a lot of things, Dr. Liverpool. I want you to leave now.
I don't think you should have stopped, baby. Those men in the middle of the road don't look like police or military. It's probably just some group of neighborhood watchmen. Good afternoon, sir. Can we pass through? Not unless you have enough on you that we want. You have any gold, jewelry, anything? Look, we don't want any trouble. We just want to drive through this area. We're heading to the Oregon Territory. I said, give me whatever you have before you go anywhere. Understand? Oh my god. Okay, okay. In the back. I have some silver coins and some king's treasury notes. Do you have any gold? No. I I'm sorry, we don't. Get out of the damn truck, show me what you have in the back, and keep your hands where I can see them, in the air. Tell the girl to get out the truck, too. All right, you, get out of the truck, too. Please, sir, I would like to stay in the truck, please. I said get out of the truck! Do as he says, babe. Here, I have these. Well, that's a start. What else do you have? Well, like I said, I have some of the King's treasury notes in the- No. I don't want any of those. Silverware? Guns? Jewelry? No. We lost a lot of things in the earthquakes. You didn't lose the girl, though. What? Come here, sweetheart. Let me take a look at you. Yes, I think you'll do. What do you think, guys? Hey, wait a minute. That's my fiance. Look here. Looks like our little friend had a shotgun stashed behind the seat. So. You're holding on us after all. That's too bad. Well, I'll tell you what. Since I'm in a generous mood, <laughs> I won't kill you. But we'll take the girl. <laughs> oh my god, Cody. No, I'm not going anywhere with you foul, nasty boy. You'll learn to like us, baby. Wow, you are a sweet young little thing. We're going to have some fun tonight. Don't you lay a finger on her or- Or what? What are you gonna do, kid? Spartan Jones, come with me. 
I need to see the princess, and I want to make sure there are no mishaps. Mishaps, sir? It appears that the princess has had an unauthorized visit recently. How is that even possible? A shapeshifter, I suspect. A shapeshifter? But I thought the Drax were driven out of this realm, sir. That's what we all thought. But if someone slipped in to see the princess and no one was questioned, then there had to be deception involved. And unless Spartans are all of a sudden capable of lying to their prince and king, then, then it must be a shapeshifter. A powerful one at that. Tell me you're ready to go, baby girl. I have it on good authority that Jacob is on his way here to see you. I think the king has finally convinced him to have doctors remove the baby soon and then execute you. No way. Jacob would never agree to such a thing. You're lying. We're going to have to leave now. It's now or never. When Jacob gets here, he's going to move you to a hospital facility where they can monitor the baby. And when it's healthy enough, they're going to rip him out of your belly and hang you. I don't believe that for one second. Jacob would never allow that to happen to me. I hate to break it to you, baby girl, but Jacob has no say in the matter. Even if he disagrees with his father and voices his displeasure with the decision, Asilas will have his men take you to the gallows and put the rope around your neck. Neither Jacob nor anybody, not even me, will be able to stop him from executing. Now, I'm going to say it again. You need to come with me now. I don't think I want to go anywhere with you. You're not even my real father. Fine. If you don't come with me, and I will kill you and your unborn baby right now. You see, you have no choice in the matter either way. <sighs> Look, I hate to threaten you like this, but I fear you may not be in a good frame of mind. I'm doing this for your own good and for the good of the baby. Now stop messing around and get your things. Let's go. me. I would like to come in and speak with you. Monica? Coming in. Are you in the bathroom? Monica. Spartan Jones. Alert all Spartans in the area. The princess is not in her quarters. Sound the alert. Princess Monica is missing. Attention all Spartans on Exile Ranch. This is a code black alpha. Princess Monica is in the wind. Our objective is to locate, take possession of, and return to the Grand Castle with the princess. Use all precautions to protect the fetus. I repeat, use every and all precautions to protect that fetus. It's been several hours, sir. Whoever took the princess has long left the area. I suspect she has been smuggled out of the city by now. The question is who? Who could have pulled this off? The same people who pulled off the earthquake terror attacks. 
The same people who have been trying to use the Pope and the Vatican to assassinate you. The new Ordo. <laughs> same as the old Ordo. They just became more elusive and definitely more violent. The bigger question is, what do they want with the princess? Is it merely to hold the baby hostage? They'll want me to trade something for my grandson. They'll use that card to see how much I am willing to give up for that baby. Have you contemplated how much, sir? Not as much as they think I will. It isn't about the baby. It's about manipulating me. It's always about manipulation for these evil people, Quentin. Always about controlling and directing and dictating the narrative. They all need to be destroyed because there is no redemption for them. None! Sorry to disturb you, Your Majesty. An urgent letter has been delivered. So put it in the pile with the other letters I get. It has the papal seal on it, sir. I figure it's important, and you probably want to see it. So, the Pope has resorted to writing old-fashioned letters? This ought to be good. Bring it here. Thank you. Dismissed. What does it say? It says, Asylus, I, I write, write to you this, this day, day to ask for mercy. I ask that you remember we were once close friends. And there was a time you asked me to save your son Isaac's life. I have been your closest ally since day one of my papacy. And I am hopeful we can rekindle our friendship. Please, forgive me for any and all offenses I have done to you. And whatever I may have done to make you hate me so. Spare my life, Asylus. As you once asked me to save your sons, I ask that you spare mine. Well, it's true you two were once the closest of friends. If there is any lesson to be learned here, Quentin, is that in an instant the world changes, my friend. And often, never to our liking. The Rise of King Asylus, Episode 51, Tribalism, starring J.V. Torres as King Asylus, Amanda Haggis as J.J., Austin Beach as Cody Valentine, David S. Deere as Pope Innocent XIV, Stephen Fisher as Lord Jeremy Orb, John Doby as Lord Quentin Capone, Layla Bonnet as Princess Monica, Gary Scales as Malcolm Banks, Mark Dreisenstock as Dr. Liverpool, Dominic Notaro as Prince Jacob and Mann, Courtney Clark as Spartan Jones, Jack Ward as Pilot One, Mike McDonald as Pilot Two, Levi Reed as Air Traffic Controller, John Burkhardt as Roger, Melissa Walmer as Woman, Armando Valenzuela as Kike, 
and narrated by Sergei Brasnikov. This episode features the song Under the Spell of Joy by Death Valley Girls. Download the music of Death Valley Girls on DaddyCamp.com today. For more information about the cast, the music, or this production, please visit us at TheRiseOfKingAsylus.com for a full list of our Season 4 episode page. And now a word from our podcast friends. Hey, this is Chris, the host of Killer Jobs, the podcast that discovers the day jobs of the world's most famous serial killers. Explore how these psychopaths functioned in the real world, how murder interfered with their work, and what co-workers had to say. Killer Jobs investigates a new serial killer every Tuesday and is available on all podcast players. This has been a production of the New Kingdom Radio Theater in Baltimore, Maryland. Copyright 2021. I'm Trey Olds and stay tuned for episode 52.